the new era. Next level. Raw. In your face. Hard hitting. To the edge. PWE is talking sports. The all-star crew. Dan O'Mac. Big Kaz. Brokowski. A-V-Z. And the game changer. The new beginning is now. Welcome back. Talking sports here again. I got my friends with me. I got Dan O'Mac. I got Brokowski. And we got special guest Jamal in the house tonight. We're going to talk, <laughs> talk a few subjects. Go over how busted our March Madness brackets are. Um, I think Brokowski has two teams still left in it. And me and Dan's been out of the race since uh, probably the third round. Um, we're going to talk a little NBA. We haven't talked basketball, professional basketball. A lot of things going on. The playoffs are coming up. Also, our favorite, you know, we talk about it every week, the NFL offseason. It seems like, you know, football, the actual NFL is playing its own game of fantasy football right now. So we're going to discuss the free agency, everything else that's going on, controversy, what we think is going to happen. So let's get it going. Let's throw it to Brokowski, man. You're the only one that has any teams left in the March Madness bracket. Uh, how's that working out for you, man? Who you got left? Well, considering the fact uh, this will be my second bracket win, I mean, pretty soon you guys just might as well stop calling me the GOAT. I mean, that, that, uh, that's don't go that good. far. You ain't no GOAT. <laughs> you, uh, no, I still got Duke and uh, I think Kansas in it. But I had Kansas losing to Arizona, and we all know how that one went. So, but I got Duke winning the whole thing. I think Duke and North Carolina is going to have the best game. I think Duke's going to win just for the simple fact of Coach K in his hometown. And um, they just played the last game of the year down there at Tobacco Road. And UNC ended up beating them by like 10. So they're definitely going to come hungry with some revenge. Who does uh, Kansas play? I can't remember. Well, going over. Villanova, I'm picking yeah. Villanova to win that game. Even though, just because I want to pick an upset and that side of the bracket don't mean nothing to me right now. <laughs> so, otherwise, I'd say there's a great chance that Kansas is going to whoop some ass because Kansas is on a roll. Every I mean, it's hard to call that one an upset, though. They've been dominant, though. They've been dominant. I mean, it would be an upset that way, not rankings-wise. You know, Villanova's number two, you know – same caliber of talent on both teams. You know, fun fact, Duke and North Carolina have never played this deep in the tournament ever. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know. Back a row in the final four, that, like, that's, that's good for the NCAA too, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, historically, they're both really good teams and high seeds, so they don't – then they've never met. They've never made it that far, both of them. But go Tar Heels. <laughs> Both history franchises right there, or colleges, let's not call them franchises. I don't want to refer to them as that yet. Even though, you know, college, they are bringing the money into it now and paying players. So what, what do you, where do you go with that? Well, Either way, one of those likeness thing. <laughs> and who bigger than Duke and North Carolina? You know, everybody growing up, those were the teams that you knew, you know. Kentucky was another one. You know, growing up, it was always North Carolina. Everybody liked that baby blue and 
Duke was just Duke because Coach K's been there my whole life. It seemed like. I can see. I can assure oh, yeah, that's you, that's all I remember. Mine. <laughs> I think he took over the position in like '92 or '95, something like that. Because he didn't win a national championship at Kansas before he went to Duke. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much, like when I started really paying attention to sports, like in in that sense, he was already in that role. Let's talk about some of the big upsets from this tournament. You know, uh, Bolkowski, you had what you were riding that St. Peter's uh, wave there right off the rip before anybody even said anything. Yeah, I couldn't believe it actually paid off somehow. But every once in a while, a dark horse comes out. Well, actually, not every once in a while. It seems like every year there's like a low seed that comes out of nowhere. But uh, St. Peter's ended up doing it, and I was actually surprised. But they just had, they couldn't they couldn't hang with North Carolina. I mean, no. North Carolina is firing on all pistons right now. They're way more skill skilled. I believe three of their players are probably going to be top ten draft picks. So I thought Michigan was a pretty good upset going as far as they did. I, I really wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I really didn't think they were going to make it that far. You know. Villanova's the team that beat them, and Villanova's in the Final Four. Who's to say, you know, if Michigan would have won that game, could they have beat Houston too? Houston was hot this year. I They were one of, you know, I didn't pick them to win. I picked Gonzaga, which also lost. So, to me, that was an upset losing to Arkansas. And, you know, you could even go as far to say as North Carolina's an upset. I mean, they're an eighth seed going into the Final Four. I mean, I'm sure that there was the diehard Tar Heel fans that put them in there and whatnot, but they definitely weren't favored to get this far. I, so if you think, because they played a lower-seeded team in St. Peter's in the, in, you know, in the Elite Eight, say Purdue would have beat St. Peter's, but we had the same result. you think Purdue could have handled North Carolina a little bit better, would have been more competition? Because North Carolina did beat St. Peter's by 20. Yeah, I think that it would have been – it would have definitely have been the same outcome for sure. But it wouldn't have been that much of a one-sided outcome, if that makes any sense. You know, St. Peter's kind of just got slaughtered by – right off the rip. I think that North Carolina jumped to a 10-0 lead within the first 60 seconds of the game, it seemed like. But St. Peter's just can't hang. I mean, it's good to see them go that far. It would have definitely been sweet if they were in the Final Four. I mean, that would have been some – major shit going down this year. Yeah, it would have been nice because, they, you know, but they would have been playing Kansas. That would have been a, a a shot in the dark right there trying to, to get a win out of that one. Let's go around. We got two games this weekend. Let's get our picks. Duke, North Carolina. Dan O'Mac, who you got? Tar Heels. Jamal. What with Tar Heels? And I, I know what Brokowski's pick is right there. He, he's already got Duke going. Uh, I'm also – I'm going to stick with Duke, too. I think they're just hot this year. I think they're going to actually probably win it all. Villanova, Kansas. I'm going to take this down to you, Brokowski. I'm going to say Nova, so that way if they do win, I can say I said it first. <laughs> uh, Dan, what do you got? Kansas. And Jamal. I do uh, Villanova because they beat Michigan, so you know I'm a ride with them. <laughs> I, I I'm also picking Kansas. I think it's going to be a Duke Kansas in the championship game, and then we'll get to our picks next week when we go over this. If it is that, right now we're going to go to our ad break, 
brought to you by Dan O'Mac. Let's hear it. All right, man. So first off, anything for the PWE <clears throat> Podcast Network, which we, we're going to have a talk with that. That might change uh, the name of it. But anyway, we have Pro Wrestling Edge, Talking Sports, PWE, and Edge of the Mind Podcast by PWE. Uh, you can find anything for Pro Wrestling Edge and Talking Sports with PWE at PWE Pod on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Edge of the Mind Podcast, you can find it on IG at Edge of the Mind Pod and the Facebook group page, Edge of the Mind Podcast by PWE. Go ahead and ask to join the group. Um, join. We, we have a lot of inspirational, motivational things in there. Um, on that podcast, I talk to real everyday people, tell them their stories of their struggles of mental health, physical well-being, and overcoming adversity. So I've had some really good conversations. There's some really good episodes out already. Um, some some familiar faces if you listen to the uh, wrestling podcast that you're going to hear on there. Uh, but um, anything for our net, our podcasting network, go to pwepod.com. There's information and bios on all the hosts of the podcast. All the episodes can be there for sports and wrestling podcasts. Um, there's a link to our merch store at Brainbuster Tees if you want to get some of our merch. We have Pro Wrestling Edge merch currently. Uh, Talking Sports, PWE, and Edge of the Mind podcast uh, merch coming out soon. Um, there is a contact us section. Feel free to contact us. We've had a couple people reach out um, there. Um, giving us feedback on the podcast. We ask that you go to the link on the uh, website to put a review. The review goes on Apple, Google play. Please go there to give your review. So that way it helps us get our podcast out there more to where when people's looking for wrestling or sports content, um, it comes to the top of the list. So if you could, um, we love the feedback continue to message us if there's stuff you want us to talk about or whatever we'd love the interaction there but with the reviews please go to the link to review on apple google play and give us a five-star review um on all those all those platforms um we could not do this without our partners and our sponsors first off rue psychedelics find them at rue psychedelics on facebook and instagram we had Jeff on the podcast for Pro Wrestling Edge, our first one back, where we announced all of our changes and what we we're doing going forward. Jeff's an awesome dude. He supported us from the beginning. His link to his Etsy store is in all the descriptions of all the podcasts. So check them out. Also, Whirlwind Productions Detroit. Find them on Instagram and Facebook at Whirlwind Productions DET. Or you can email them at whirlwindproductionsdet at gmail.com if you're looking for any voiceover work, if you're looking for any podcast production work. I've been talking with our production company, and we are going to be expanding what we do with them, so I'm excited for that. There's going to be more involved with that. Yeah, I, I see that kind of look from Big Cast. There. Yeah, there's going to be some more stuff coming with us in Whirlwind Productions Detroit, so I'm I'm interested in, in that, what's going to happen. Uh, Brain Jerk Entertainment. Uh, we love the guys there. The whole entire crew is amazing. Anything for Brain Jerk, go to brainjerk.com. They are more than a podcast. They had recently the blind, uh, the blind Dinner, the Blind Taste Test Dinner, which was I talked to Josh about that at Brain Jerk. It was a complete success. 
they've got Drag Queen Bingo scheduled, and um, the pre-sales for that was such a success, they added a second show for that. So check that on their back with Taste Of, which is where they go around Monroe County, and they review restaurants. Um, so check that out, um, brainjerk.com. And our newest sponsor to join, everyone knows him, Ronnie Jaquist, Jaquist Photography. Ronnie has transitioned from one passion, which was professional wrestling, to another, photography. His attention to detail, steady hand, and love for all things photography proves his talents are a huge benefit to the photography industry. If you're looking for any photography work, championship belts, toys, people, places, nature, cars, weddings. I know he's got some weddings booked. He has some promo pictures booked for wrestlers. He also is the exclusive, I believe he's the exclusive photographer for Hyperion belts. He, he, he photographs all the new belts that comes out of Hyperion belts. We are going to be doing a photo shoot this year, Pro Wrestling Edge. I'm excited about that. I was talking to Ronnie about it, so I'm excited to get some more, some scoops in for Josh and Brandon and the rest of the guys. Um, but, yeah, check him out for any details on anything he does. Find him on Facebook and TikTok at Jaquist Photography. That is J-A-Q-U-I-S Photography. On Instagram is under his name, Ronnie Jaquist. And on Twitter, he still uses the wrestling gimmick there. It's horror underscore style. Um, if you want to see the behind-the-scenes of his fig, um, his fig photography. He puts up videos of the behind the scenes on TikTok. It's pretty sweet. Some of the stuff he does, but go check him out. I, I talked to him yesterday. He's excited for this journey. He's excited to partner up with us. He's excited for everything that he's got so far. And if you reach out to him because of pro wrestling edge, because of talking sports, because of edge of the mind podcast, tell them him PWE sent you. Um, He's like a brother to me, and he's doing fantastic work, and, and, and I'm proud of him from uh, leaving one thing he loved to start another. So check out Ronnie on his social media for Jaquist Photography. I believe that's all I got this week, fellas. Go ahead, Dick Cass. Thank you to our sponsors and our partners helping us make this happen, having fun, doing our thing. And now we're going to move on. We're going to talk a little NBA. End of the season's coming up, and we're going to talk a little playoffs. We're going to talk about some MVP talks, and maybe our guest has a couple things that uh, he could spit at us that we don't even know about what's going on. Jamal, what's going on, man? What's going on? So, we have how many games left, and then the playoffs are starting. How are the playoff pitcher? How is that shaping up? Who's uh, some of the favorites? Who are some people that might be sneaking in? Uh, I think we have about six games left. I think it's coming real close. So, sneaking in, I mean, right now it's only I see, like, playing. That's the real stories like that. I don't know if y'all like that, the whole, you know, they added, like, what is it, like, four teams, like a 10 seed has a chance to make it to the playoffs. It's crazy to me, but more basketball, I love it. But, uh. As far as making the playoffs, I mean, those playing teams aren't good enough to make, like, you know, the playoffs. So that that eight seed stuff is 
is about to be a wash. But, so, uh, so Jabon, real, real quick before yeah. we move on, as I have no idea, is the playing game a series like the rest of the rounds, or is it one game sudden death? It's one game, and then you play. I think you play the uh, like the Lakers. I think is a is a temp seed right now. They will play the. If it's the ninth or the eighth, and then they will play another play-in team, and then that will give them that eighth spot. So it's still a little shaky and confusing to most, but that's how they got it set up to give you know teams hey, a chance because it's, it's been kind of close. It's, it's it's bringing in more money to the NBA. That's what it's all about. Oh yeah, you already know the pocket. So I mean, this year's playoff standings. I mean, you know, they used to say the East is weak, but I mean, it's everything is steady. If you lose a game. Uh, you might lose four spots. Like, I'm looking at Golden State. They was number two, number one. They fourth seed. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Durant team is the eighth seed. They was supposed to be a play-in. Yeah. So like, they might win the championship. So, it's wild That's, right now. The, the Nets, I, I, I do know the controversy and the drama around the Nets. That Like, there's always talk about them. You know, you could, that Kyrie Irving not being able to play at home unless he's uh, – yeah, got vaccinated. Didn't they lift that just yeah. recently? Yeah, so he waited out just in time. Perfect time, I guess. So. Well, you know, just in time the playoffs to make more money. Uh, you let all those guys that were, um, you know, were handcuffed and when they could play can now play now. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh, definitely. Missed. Go he missed a lot of games because not being able to play at home, you know, and that, that could definitely play into the seed. Those guys are still a playoff team, even not having probably one of the best players in the league if he's playing consistent. Yeah, I mean, they still they still top, one of the top teams. I mean, he played half and half, so I guess, you know, that's pretty straight. But they got Ben Simmons that he hasn't even played yet from Philly. So, they – they that to me they the sleeper because they're the AFC, but healthy, you know they're they would have been maybe the top two, if I think top mm-hmm. one, no number one. They got the Miami Heat up there. I don't really fairy tale team right now, but uh, Brooklyn for sure. I think if Ben Simmons come back, they should take it all at least, for my opinion. So you uh, my, you say Miami is a fairy tale team in your opinion? Yeah, like you know, I mean. It'll be sweet because they remind me of the uh, the Pistons, 04 Pistons, you know, Billups and stuff. And uh, they didn't really have a superstar. Mm-hmm. And they played team ball. That's the Miami Heat. Uh, that's what they remind me of. But I don't see that Billups or that Rip Hamilton, the role player. You know, they got a yeah. good team, but I don't think they have that. Because they've been on a little slump these last few weeks. So it's just. Didn't they have a fight? Exactly. So they that's yeah. why because they unraveling. You lose to Golden State that they didn't even have Steph Curry. You number one. Like what are y'all doing? So it's like if you had a superstar, that won't happen. That's you know, you look at him to take you over the top. Jimmy Butler's nice nice star, but you need that that superstar to take you to the top, you know what I'm saying? And they don't have that. Sucks. I mean, that's kind of the, you know I feel like that's the story here in Detroit you know you always pull for them because we're here that's our team they need that guy like Cunningham is a great player I think they just need to bring in more plug in the right spots but not break them up like okay it didn't work this year let's clear everybody out except for this one guy you know I think they uh, they could have the potential to be 
one of those playing yeah. playing teams, you know, next year. I thought this year they were they're back uh, definitely about it. they're definitely uh, like we had the first pick. Yes, Kate. He's not. Our team is so broke that even not one player that we draft wouldn't like. He's not a LeBron, obviously. So he's a he's a a main piece starting off. So if we're in the right direction of we had two all rookies um, last season, and they came playing good. We got some nice role players, so it is about players want to come here, or you know, like we got a player from we signed him from the Nuggets. Um, he's playing having a career year, and usually yeah. people do that when you come to a crazy uh, low balling team. You go, you get dropping numbers, and then oh, I'm gonna get paid somewhere else, and then that's how I go. But I hope about- we keep our Huh? Are you talking about Jeremy Grant? It's, yeah, Jeremy Grant. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, he's 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 a lot of my boys. They be talking shit about him, but I'm like, you know, he's not a star, but he's a good he's a good role player for us at least. You know, he he can get buckets, and uh, usually if you get buckets, you're gonna want to get some more money and play for a contender, and that is what it is. So so far, our draft picks has been. I mean, you know, it's been shitty the last few years, but I say the last two years it's been it's been looking up. It's, I like our GM, uh Weaver, uh I like our coach. You know, we got we got some uh we starting to build a core. Like um like the Grizzlies, they got John Morant and out of nowhere these guys are like number two seed and they just got players from the draft. Like yep. I know I know the Lakers always trade and they get rings, but it's good to see some build like organically and you know see it work. But we got time though. You said right, play in tournament. I think maybe next year or the year after. But yeah, it's gonna be some. There's some tanking going on for sure. Yeah, I know Philly tanking. <laughs> I know Philly tanking. But it's we. You know, it's how you're supposed to do it. I guess in the basketball at least. You gotta, so so Jamal, would you say Cade is like a strong number two guy? I would has say, that potential, or do you think he has a potential to be the superstar of the team? It's, it's weird because he's a point guard, but he's a tall point guard. He's he's pretty big for his he's, size. He's like six seven, isn't he? Yeah. So he, I seen put him. He dropping thirty like his rookie season this year. He get yeah. like thirty. Yeah, he's doing it. So and mm-hmm. he's strong to the rim. Kevin Durant praises him multiple times. So if you get that type of look. I think he can be a number one. He just need other people around him to so help would him you elevate, think obviously. If there's a way for them to keep Jeremy Grant maybe as the number three guy on the team, Cade, and get somebody else that's maybe yeah, either the same level as Cade or close to the same level as Cade, that that, that would help with a good nucleus? That, yeah, of course. Uh, I think Jeremy Grant played real well this season, well, since he's been here to be part of that core and all you need I think we need a a solid big man that can defend run the floor and maybe stretch the floor a little bit because these days you know unless you can rebound and block shots at a high rate you know you you kind of got to get a jumper so yeah you're right we might have to get one I think we need a big to complement that with Jeremy Grant he can be a main piece I believe if he chooses to stay it's all about choosing to play in Detroit, so. Yeah. That's been an issue, you know, like the guys don't want to play here anymore because the 
they're not doing so hot or like Detroit they they'll just trade their their star players away for you know future picks to save some money this year you know yeah, hopefully that doesn't of, happen with this team we out of that pit so we we should be building better building back better now, yeah so. <laughs> who are uh in the playoffs, who are some kind of teams that you think you could make their way through that people are kind of not looking at, not on the radar? I believe, uh, like I said, when I had mentioned a big man that can stretch the floor, to me, I know I mentioned John Morant, uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Like, they got, pe- they got people that want it. I mean, you know, people say playoff experience, but when you – it's a young league now. Like these kids are, they going. You see LeBron and them; they can score a high rate, but that second half, them legs start <laughs> need a cane and shit. So, Grizzlies got a big man that can defend, rebound, stretch the floor. You got a point guard, and they winning. They like I think they said sixteen and two without John Moran, and he an MVP candidate. You know what I'm saying? So, if you can win games without your best player, that's a good sign. So. Like, people don't give them – even though they're number two seed, people don't think they can make it because they're young. But, I mean, I believe it. So, it's them. And other than that, Chicago was a surprise, but they don't have that mm, that, that superstar. DeRozan, cool, but, you know, LeBron been killing them because he's been, you know, with the Raptors for years. So, he haven't elevated his shit. So, as far as – it's Memphis and Brook <laughs> Memphis. Memphis and Brooklyn are my two – teams that I think that's going to meet. So, there's no really Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. So, but Brooklyn will win that shit. So, I think Brooklyn will take it. If Ben Simmons <clears throat> got to get his mind right, get back on the team and shoot the ball, and he'll be, he'll, he'll be a good championship for them, for Kevin Durant and them. So, Brooklyn is my my championship. My sleeper, it's Memphis. Ooh. So, you, you mentioned John Morant and MVP talks. Who are some of the other candidates that you were thinking about? Well, since he's been hurt, you know, that damages uh, a little bit of his stock. So, uh, my top three is – they're all big man lately. Uh, Joker, I think he was – he's the reigning MVP now. And uh, to me, I'm going for Giannis, the championship, the champion, man. He proved himself last season. Like, people was hating. No, he can't shoot free throw. He can't do – bro, if – you, if you work on your game, it's proof that you can be better than what you what you are or previous years. So I got Giannis, my number one. Uh, uh, his name Nikola Jokic, but everybody call him Joker. I got Joker number two, and then B three. So all of them average the same, except for Joker average twenty six, but Giannis and B twenty nine. I think Giannis got the most games played. Between those, but yeah, my guy, I would go for Giannis again. He already got like what? I think two, three. Like this guy is—he's so fun to watch. Yeah, he's a legend already, man. Like the championship MVP, defensive player of the year. Like the top MVPs lately has been uh, international players. So yeah, did uh, you watch the uh, uh, the NBA All Star Weekend, like the skills competition where they did the? The three-on-three, like the Cavaliers had three members of their team, and then they had Giannis, his brother, and then another one of their brothers that oh, played yeah. all overseas or something like that. 
Like that, that yeah. they got a lot of brothers that play basketball they didn't know about in the league, man. They're they're just gonna take over, put them all on the same team. So Giannis, such a nice guy, and he, you know, they like yo. If you stay with us in Milwaukee, because nobody want to come here, we gonna we gonna bring your brothers in. How about that? Listen, <laughs> we gonna give you the money. We gonna bring your brothers because his brother he's okay, but you know he he ain't no Greek freak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, See, Rogers yeah, knows what he's doing. Rogers, you know, talk to Giannis. He's a family man. He knows how to bring family. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't know about that, man. He he been acting wild in the news lately. I don't know why they they picking on Rogers. Oh, <laughs> um, they're always picking on him. So I want to talk. Like, do you think the Lakers are just going to fizzle out? You said they're a playing team. Right now, man, they hanging on a thread because uh, like the teams that <clears throat> that need to win to get them out keep losing, so they keep giving LeBron and them a chance. So LeBron hurt, AD saying he's going to come back Friday. So it was like you have to, you have to I mean, as a competitor, as a baller, you got to go out there and try to compete, but it's just not looking too good. Or any of them. Like I said, that first half, they they giving up 40 points in a quarter. Like, what? <laughs> you can't – that's no. They don't – no like defense, that. huh? Huh? No defense at all? No, they, no, it, they'll play good for the first half, and then that gas kick in, and it's just – they're a little old. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I don't think they'll – I don't think they'll make it. They, they got the second hardest schedule at the end, of, like the last six games are like the highest elite teams. They probably get sneak two in, but LeBron ain't even there, so it's like, oh yeah, y'all about to lose all six of them bitches. So it's just, yeah, I, good luck next year because it's not looking good. No, so say, do, you know, they don't make it in. Do they reevaluate like what the fuck they're doing? Is there going to be a lot of people leaving LA? Shoot, uh, too much money spent. Russell Westbrook, <laughs> he taking up a whole bunch of that cap. Uh, it's not much they can do. I think if they don't make the playoffs or the play-in, the Pelicans or another team, I think it's the Pelicans, they get their draft pick. So it's like, yo, you got to – that's why the Pelicans are playing with urgency. Like, yo, we can, let's humiliate them for trading AD and we can get their pick, you know. So that's why they over there balling and hooping. But as far as uh, – pl- yeah, it's – yeah, they just need to – LeBron hurt, ankle messed up. Let's go ahead and shut him down, man. Like, <laughs> hey, Jamal, I got but a question for you. As a Laker fan, you. you don't want to hear that, though. As a Laker, you don't want to hear that. What, I got a question for you. You mentioned oh, yeah. the Pelicans. When the hell is Zion going to come back? I thought he was going to get traded, but then them videos leaked. So I was okay. They He's trying to send a message, but I think next season probably. Oh, I'm so hoping. he has no chance to come back the rest of the year? No, nah, no. Nah. He's dunking on his coaches and stuff. So I'm like, oh, I thought he was – <laughs> He's out of shape and foot hurt, but he over there two-hand dunking. So I'm like, oh, okay, he's he going to be back. But I think he's not going to be a Pelican in the near future. I I, I think he's probably going to be out of there. This season, I kind of forgot he was playing, you know, or it was even in the league because you heard nothing about him at all, ever. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't forget because I had him on fantasy basketball, so <laughs> – yeah, I just didn't. He's still sitting there as I'm looking at the thing now. I just 
Yeah, I, I quit this season. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully next year, you know, he show us what he can do because you know they got a he got a, a he too big to me. You know, in the NBA, you got to be a little more. I mean, he's fast and powerful, but hopefully, you know, he's just a lot of he blew through his shoe in college, yeah. right? Was that college? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah that was college. A, you got to be a strong dude to blow through some Nikes, but hey. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully next year. Put that boy on keto and, and, and get him to lose some weight real quick. You know? Like, you may, I, I heard that when you're young and you get drafted, you're not really like, oh, let me do little LeBron, a million-dollar-a-year diet. You know, they out there eating pizza. Oh, I got a hoop tomorrow. That's how I think that's how they feel. Like, 19-year-olds playing the game, drinking Mountain Dew and shit, waking up. You know, that's how – I mean, somebody got to be in this camp. I'm like, yo. Getting Taco Bell on the way to practice and shit. Bro, I swear. Burping on the free throw line, warming up and shit. Like, bro, you just said. So they, you know, you just got to stay focused and get with the right people. He should be okay, man. Zion, he's a good player. So six games left in the NBA season. Then we got playoffs. We'll bring Jamal back and talk more about that once that gets closer to the championship game. He's got Brooklyn. I'm not even for sure. I'll have to look to see what's going on because uh, everything I hear, like Brooklyn's got all the drama and shit. We're going to move to football. You know we're going to bring it up. NFL offseason's always getting hot. It feels like it's a real-life fantasy football game going on in front of our eyes. Like these GMs are playing the game for real to win. Uh <clears throat> Let's go and talk about, you know, who's left. Or actually, we've seen that Bobby Wagner just got signed to the Rams. I did want to say this. He's not the equivalent of Von Miller, but he's pretty good, man. You think the Rams gained something there, lost something letting Von Miller go and bringing him in? The contract was pretty big. I think it was decent, decent move. It was a good filling, you know, for the temporary time being because, you know, he's been in the league a while. He ain't got that much longer, I don't think, left, especially playing the middle linebacker spot. <clears throat> but I think it was, I think we're good. I thought I thought both teams were good. It's nice. Nice move. I mean, it's not a Von Miller. I mean, there's nothing you can't top of MVP candidate, you know. Right. I mean, it was surprising, you know, he went – to the Bills after all that talk of going to the Broncos. And I actually thought that uh, Wagner might have ended up in Dallas at first with all those talks from last season and this year. But the Rams just keep building. Let's see if they could repeat again this year. We still got, uh, you know, the Browns. There's still drama around them. They're talking about Baker Mayfield. Dan, you were talking something earlier about them keeping him. So there might be some more allegations against – Watson that he's got to go to the grand jury again. And I think the general manager of the Colts or general manager of the Browns used to be a player personnel guy for the Colts and Pat McAfee's buddies with him. So there may have been a conversation and Andrew Barry said, I don't have to rush to get rid of this guy. You know, if it came down to Jacoby Brissett or Baker Mayfield playing, because there might be some shit going on with uh, Deshaun Watson still, you're going to want Baker over Jacoby Brissett. So I think there's no rush for them to trade Baker. I think they have done Baker. I said this last week. They've done Baker dirty in Cleveland. 
Um, and, and I get it. Um, you know, it's business. They had the opportunity to go out and get Deshaun Watson. Um, Baker last year looked like an average quarterback, but also I think I said it last week, he was set up to fail. I don't think there's any hurry on Brown's part to get rid of him. It's $19 million is what his fifth-year option was. So in the realm of a quarterback, that's not bad for a, for a quarterback. Um, I think it would be a complete upgrade if, if Seattle was able to get his hands on, on Baker. But, you know, we were talking beforehand, and, and I know what people's going to say when I say this, but I would take Baker over Jared Goff in an absolute heartbeat here in Detroit. Um, will it happen? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. if, if Detroit could figure out a way to somehow unload Goff and not have to eat $40 million this year, then, you know, trade golf, you know, and, and, and get Baker. I mean, I, I know they signed uh, Tim Boyle and David Blau back, and they're together probably making $3 million. You can get your hands on Baker. Give him a year to see if he's going to be your, your quarterback of the future, you know, and, and if he plays and shows that he's what he was last year, then – contracts up and you move on and and you're still looking for a quarterback but we know jared Goff is not the answer after this next season the cap hit is minuscule like three million dollars or something like that if you wave Goff after this upcoming season but to me if there's any way you can work out a trade and somebody could eat half of that contract of Goff and take that from you like the colts they got washington to take every dime of carson wentz's contract you might have to throw in, like I said before the podcast, started, I thought you might have to throw in that pick you got from the Rams along with golf um, to give that team some incentive to take some of that money. But if I could get Baker here in Detroit, I mean, you know you're not going to be long-term with golf. Why not see what Baker Mayfield is? And if not, $19 million later, you just walk away and, and you're the free agent and you, uh, you move on. Uh, I mean, uh, it's – why not? You know, they're, they're going to go be on hard knocks, you know, maybe bring a little ratings. Could you imagine you know? Baker Mayfield strutting into Allen Park? I mean, Yo, come that'd on. Be dope, man. I could see it now. He'd be the next Joe Namath here in Detroit. We would love that. He comes in with the fur I'm coat on and stuff. Yeah, I would, you know. He comes in the next Joe May- Namath, but leaves the, the Joey Harrington. Hey, I mean, and I, I thought Joey Hanter was going to be a savior when he was. He was Dude, he, he did. everybody yeah, did, man. He should have been, you know. But who would want to eat that money though to take on that trade? The only team that needs a quarterback is Seattle. You think they'd take Goff? You'd have to give them a first-round pick to even them consider. You, 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 like I said, you're going to have to give up your first-round pick, not the number two. I think, I think if they can make a trade like this, you got to involve Seattle to make it done, but you got to get rid of your second first-round pick. And you're going to have to trade back to, to replenish those picks. Um, you know, Cleveland's going to want something for him. You're might going to have to give up that late first round, that early second round golf in the first round to Seattle and the second round to Cleveland for Baker. I, and I, and, and I could be way off on what would be actually needed, but 
you know, you're going to have to give up picks, but you can fall back from two. I would not draft Malik Willis at two. Is it smart? I don't think if Aiden Hutchinson goes one, I know we're going to get in a draft talk when, when we get closer to the draft, but like, is it too high to pick that linebacker who, who can play on the edge too? Probably. Is it too high to pick that defensive lineman from, from Georgia? Probably at two. I mean, a lot of people want a quarterback, and if you can trade, you know, I bet. I don't know. I just think you're going to have to. What was that, Josh? Kyle Hamilton. That's no, who the Lions are going to draft at two. two. Not at two. If you can trade back and get him at six or seven, I would be happy with Kyle Hamilton. I don't think you can take a safety in the number two pick in the draft. That's just personal. Personally, that's the position. Like, you don't take tight end as high as the Lions have drafted tight ends. Even though um, Hawkinson looks like he's going to work out, you don't take a tight end that high unless he's Hawkinson or Kyle Pitts. Um, didn't that, that didn't work out with Pettigrew? Didn't they draft that guy pretty high? And, and Ebron. Yeah, he was in the top ten. We all Ebron. Yeah. Ebron. 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 out pretty positive, though. Uh Ohio boy, uh, Hickinson, Hutchinson, Hawkinson from Wisconsin. Hawkinson, thank you. Yeah, Wisconsin. But yeah, whatever he's a, it is. He's a he weird, him and about. Kyle Pitts are rare breeds. But I don't. You don't draft a safety number two overall. I just think that is not a spot you draft not, safety. Not in Detroit. I, I I really don't believe that though, man. Not in Detroit. You, you got to put. You got to get it somewhere where you actually like need to improve the team what's the safety rookie safety going to do for you this year man honestly if you can't get Aiden Hutchinson which it looks like now you're not going to trade that down and pick up a couple picks I think with the way the NFL has been going this offseason period I think there's going to be a lot of movement in the draft a lot of people have bank like so many draft picks for this year next year you know years to come and like it's just going to be finagled. There's going to be money moving everywhere. There's going to be players moving everywhere. Picks are going to be going everywhere. I don't think it's going to end up how we feel. No, but plus, he's still on the board, too. You know, San Fran still wants to unload him. He could be a play that Seattle makes for, for a replacement at quarterback. I, From what I heard, that San Fran's just going to end up kind of keeping him they're going to play one more year with them. Yeah, draft, like you said, man, draft day is different. You know? It is. And in the heat of the moment, you get, enough, you get enough stuff, man. You're just like, okay, let's do it. I'm sorry. It's, it's um, a possibility. The 49ers fucked up last year. There was no reason why you take Trey Lance over Mac Jones. Jimmy G would be traded right now if Mac Jones was in San Francisco. He fits that offense better than Trey Lance does. Yeah. It happens. I mean, look, yeah. San Diego. I'm sorry. You could be like, oh, why do we pick Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning? It happens. I heard the draft oh, in Detroit. In 2024. 2024, yeah. We, we and, me and Brokowski already said we're going to be there. Oh, yeah. My brother flying up just for that shit. So. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's going to be sweet. I've always thought that that would be – I always thought the draft was cool. Like, I always wanted to go. Yeah. Like, back in the day, New York Times, and they'd be on the, the uh, second floor up there. Yeah, the whole experience. I drafting another wide receiver again. I always thought it was cool, but the year was in Tennessee. I said, if it ever comes to Detroit, I'm there. 
that looked like I, a big party. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, I don't know if, you know, I went to the NFL experience when the Super Bowl was in Detroit. Yo, and that was, that was cool. like, I went to that as well. At the Kobo, like, oh, man, I waited, like, three and a half hours to get inside, dude, and then just went in there, and I was just, like, in a wonderland. I went to the NFL experience when I lived in Atlanta, Georgia, when the Rams versus the Titans. I still have a little uh, – what's them little photos that you shake or whatever? Uh, the still Polaroid. Polaroid. That was, like – yeah, Polaroid. That was, like, one of the best experience ever, man. It was – yeah, it was – that was years ago, but – I remember that shit. I remember because me and Travis went. We went to it. And, uh, yeah. And uh, they had, dude, they literally had everything. You could play like paper football against players. They had like, uh, you could kick, you could punt, you could fucking. They had one part where, like, all right, you could either take a handoff or catch a pass. And then they had a bunch of blocking dummies and you had to jump and dive and run through shit. Like, the tug of war, the tug of war touchdown. Where somebody they strap you up, and then you try to pull the next person to try to test yeah. them and fly backwards and see. It was, it was yeah. Nuts, bro. yeah, they had some <laughs> really cool stuff. They had all like the uh, like the mannequins, the headless mannequins of each team, to where you could just go stick your head up in it, and it looks like you. So everybody looked like this. You go and take a picture. But it was a really cool experience. The Lombardi Trophy was there. I thought that was one of the coolest things for that experience was the actual Lombardi Trophy was there. Yeah, when I went to... That's been so enthralled in history, you know? Yeah. I went to the Hall of Fame, and and seeing it there was pretty cool. Like, the room they have it in the Hall of Fame, it's it's all glass. And you don't know where the entrance is, but you could see it. You could find your way into this room, but you could just see it from the outside at every fucking angle. But it was one of those like kind of like Hall of Mirror type effects on it, dude. It was so dope. Yeah, it's one of the places I want to check off too. Uh, I've drove past it a few times, but never stopped. Dude, we gotta go to the Hall of Fame. It's really cool. I'd like to go to a Hall of Fame game, actually. You know, I thought that'd be really because they just built the hotel there pretty recently in the last few years. When I went, it wasn't built yet. But uh, to see all those busts, like the the copper or whatever the bronze bust there's so many of them you know you don't even know you forget how many people are in the hall of fame until you go in this place dude it's just walls upon walls upon walls they had a whole section of like records that are broken like that year i went whatever records that i think tyreek hill broke all those uh yardage records in one game or some shit like that like his cleats his fucking jersey all that shit was in the Hall of Fame from that year. Yeah, it'd be some cool stuff to see. Cool. Game music gear and stuff from historic moments like that. Man. So hopefully when, you know, the draft comes to Detroit, it will be like a party, like Dan said, like it was in Memphis and oh. hang out and do some oh. cool shit. People can party in Detroit. We, uh, we know that. Yeah. There's parties in the D. Yeah, when there's I mean, events come to Detroit, they – they, they set it off, for real. You know, they know how to party. Yeah, when they were down in Nashville, when the Titans had it, and that was just awesome. And But I could just envision that being downtown Detroit and well, it I mean, being as just as hopping. And April April in the D at that, too. Yep. You know, it's about to get fun, guys. It is. Uh, I think uh, 
we'll end it on a high note. That was fun. Talked a little bit about my shitty bracket. We won't even talk about Brokowski. I'm the best in the world, baby. <laughs> you won. You won this year. I, you know, I'll give it to you. We're doing an NBA bracket, right? We gotta do an NBA one now. What's you want to do? One, you want to do one for the playoffs? All right. What? Well, I gotta win it. We're gonna keep doing them. I told you guys from now on, I'll I'll do whatever brag you want me to do, but I'm flipping a coin. Flip a coin, Dan. Dan's doing his picks, taking it back to season one and flipping coins for winners. We'll see how that works out. Hey, hey, it it helped me with the Super Bowl. I I flipped a coin and got Cincinnati and KC in the Super Bowl. So, thank you, Jamal, for joining us, filling us in on that NBA. All the playoffs, the MVP talks, it was great. Filled us in, and now we're going to do a bracket, and I'm not letting Josh win this one. He's not going to take it. Definitely appreciate the invite. Hey, you got an open invite whenever you want to come on. That's for sure. That's it. 